0: way in catherine's case the workings of providence manifested themselves in the person of mr allen mr allen who owned most of the property about fullerton the village in wiltshire where the Morlands lived was ordered to bath for the benefit of a gouty constitution and his lady a good-humoured woman fond of miss Morland, and probably aware that if adventures will not befall a young lady in her own village she must seek them abroad invited her to go with them. Mr. and Mrs. Morland were all compliance, and Catherine all happiness. When the hour of departure drew near, the maternal anxiety of Mrs. Morland will be naturally supposed to be most severe, and advice of the most important applicable nature must, of course, flow from her wise lips in their parting conference in her closet. I beg, Catherine, you will always wrap yourself up very warm about the throat when you come from the rooms at night, and I wish you would try to keep some account of the money you spend. I will give you this little book on purpose." Under these auspices the parting took place, and the journey began. It was performed with suitable quietness and uneventful safety. Neither robbers nor tempests befriended them nor one lucky overturn to introduce them to the hero. Nothing more alarming occurred than a fear on Mrs. Allen's side of having once left her clogs behind her at an inn, and that, fortunately, proved to be groundless. They arrived at Bath. Catherine was all eager delight. Her eyes were here, there, everywhere, as they approached its fine and striking environs, and afterwards drove through those streets which conducted them to the hotel. She was come to be happy, and she felt happy already. They were soon settled in comfortable lodgings in Pulteney Street. Mrs. Allen was admirably fitted to introduce a young lady into public, being as fond of going everywhere and seeing everything herself as any young lady could be. Dress was her passion. She had a most harmless delight in being fine— "'and our heroine's entree into life could not take place "'until after three or four days had been spent "'in learning what was mostly worn, "'and her chaperone was provided with a dress "'of the newest fashion. "'Catherine, too, made some purchases herself, "'and when all these matters were arranged, "'the important evening came, "'which was to usher her into the upper rooms. "'Her hair was cut and dressed by the best hand, "'her clothes put on with care,' "'and both Mrs. Allen and her maid declared she looked quite as she should do. "'Mrs. Allen was so long in dressing that they did not enter the ballroom till late. "'The season was full, the room crowded, and the two ladies squeezed in as well as they could. "'As for Mr. Allen, he repaired directly to the card-room and left them to enjoy a mob by themselves.' Mrs. Allen made her way through the throng of men by the door as swiftly as the necessary caution would allow. Catherine kept close at her side and linked her arm too firmly within her friends to be torn asunder by any common effort of a struggling assembly. But, to her utter amazement, she found that to proceed along the room was by no means the way to disengage themselves from the crowd. It seemed rather to increase as they went on, and though by unwearied diligence they gained even the top of the room, their situation was just the same. They saw nothing of the dancers but the high feathers of some of the ladies. Still they moved on, and by a continued exertion of strength and ingenuity they found themselves at last in the passage behind the highest bench. Here Miss Morland had a comprehensive view of all the company beneath her. It was a splendid sight— "'and she began, for the first time that evening, to feel herself at a ball. "'They were not long able, however, to enjoy the repose of the eminence "'they had so laboriously gained. "'Everybody was shortly in motion for tea, and they must squeeze out like the rest. "'They saw nothing of Mr. Allen, and after looking about them in vain "'for a more eligible situation, were obliged to sit down at the end of a table "'at which a large party were already placed,' without having anything to do there, or anybody to speak to, except each other. "'How uncomfortable it is,' whispered Catherine, "'not to have a single acquaintance here.' "'Yes, my dear,' replied Mrs. Allen, with perfect serenity. "'It is very uncomfortable indeed.' "'Had we not better go away? "'Here are no tea-things for us, you see.'